morning. Welcome to the Church of the Warm Heart. I am the youth pastor, Nicole, and in case you don't know me, now you really can relax. Why am I wearing these clothes? Oh, she's the youth pastor. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> welcome to our Sunday service this morning. Pastor Mike is still on vacation, so Jen and I will be leading the service. And today is Youth Mission Trip Reporting Sunday, so you get to hear about the kids. If you were here early, you got to see some photos and I think those photos will be up after the service, too, if you missed them and you really want to see. Um, so I, it's, it's a pleasure to be with you this morning and to lead you in worship. If you would take a moment, there are some red attendance books along the center aisle, unless they've already gotten passed down. We love to know that you're here, if you don't mind filling that out for us. And then uh, Jen has some other announcements. Good morning, church. I'm going to refer to the back of your bulletin that you have. Just a reminder, we have our Warm Heart Church Camp that's coming up. So join us at Pilgrim's Cove in McCall on September 1st through the 4th for rest, relaxation, fellowship, and worship. Registration forms are available in the FLC and in the Narthex, and scholarships are also available. Gentlemen, we also have our men's retreat that's coming up in a few weeks, August 4th through August 6th. This will be at Alturas Lake in Stanley, Idaho. If you would be interested in signing up, it's not too late. Just let Dean Kavina know. It's right here. And we'll be sure to get you registered for the men's retreats. So here's the scoop. Calling all our volunteers, we want to appreciate you. This is a volunteer appreciation ice cream social that's coming up. It will be on August 13th from 1 to 2.30 in the FLC. So please put that on your calendar, save the date, and be sure to come over for the ice cream social. I know it's going to be fun and absolutely delicious as well. I think um, Don Brister has a few announcements as well, so at this time I'm going to invite him up. Thank you, Jen. The last time I stood here was July the 9th, and I said things are not looking good. And I gave some estimates of figures of where we would be, and I'm not sure, there it is. And I said we were going to be $75,000 in the red, and I was a little short. I said we wind up 73. So I ask each of you to do something. I ask you to pray about our finances and see if there's some way that we could reduce that deficit. And uh, I'm a big stat guy, okay? I love statistics. And our statistics show that between this year and last year, our giving is down 13% and our expenses are up 5%. So we're averaging about 12,000, a little over $12,000 a month that we're falling short, which is indicative of the 73,000 that we're behind right now. So I ask you to come up with some solutions. I ask you to do something. And I love this congregation because one of our members came up with a solution, short-term solution. They said that we will match any above and beyond giving up to $5,000. So if you give something above and beyond your normal giving, which we need to meet the expenses, this is to sort of offset the deficit. Write on your check, challenge, extra giving. This person will match it up to $5,000. So there's no doubt in my mind we're going to reach that, reach that challenge. So that's 10000 bucks right there that we'll have going toward this 73000 My wife, who makes, takes care of all the finances for, you know, posting everything, tells me that uh, on a good, good note— We've had two really good Sundays this month. So giving is up, and I don't know about expenses. We'll worry about that later. But please, if you could, do the challenge. There's no doubt in my mind we're going to reach that. But, and I want to thank the person, the anonymous person that said, I will match it up to $5,000. So thank you. God continues to bless us. We just need to do our part. Thank you. 
Hopefully, by the end of this service, you will not decide to save money by cutting my position. (laughs) Pastor Mike texted me this morning. He said, we're all counting on you. I said, has anyone ever told you, you have a real knack for putting people at ease? Yeah, it's amazing. Take, Take a moment now to greet those around you and share the peace of Christ. Please remain standing and unite 
with my voice in our affirmation of faith. The words will be on the screen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now is our children's moment, so if you are a child, or you feel like a child, you can come on down. I don't know. Do you like the idea of being like a secret agent? I did. I watched one last night. I watched Mission Impossible 2 with Daddy. It's okay, bud. You're okay. You'll get a chance to play later. No. Um, well, I was a secret agent once. Did you know this? I wasn't, I wasn't part of the CIA. I mean, just set up. I wasn't part of the CIA or anything like that, but I was a secret agent. When I was in high school, I had two really good friends, and we decided to become a secret agent team. Yeah. So we went to a little Christian school. And we loved our teachers. And one of our teachers, Mr. Rob, he was getting kind of discouraged. He was really good with high schoolers, but middle schoolers just kind of baffled him. They were so loud and crazy, and he just didn't understand. And he had to teach a study hall that year with sixth graders. So we thought, what can we do to make him feel better? And what we did was we, we made a whole case file. We called it an Operation Encouragement. We put a picture of him in our case file. And we came up with a plan. Our plan was we, like, secretly dropped off a package at the school's front desk that was for him. And it was anonymous. And then it would go to him right at sixth period or the last period of the day when he had all those crazy sixth graders. And he would open the package and we had Bible verses in there, we had snacks in there, and we had a big old sign that he could hang up that said, sit down and be quiet. <laughs> that wouldn't make anyone sit down and be quiet, but it would make him laugh. So, so that's what we did. We, we pulled off our secret operation and we felt so cool. And then we did another secret operation because you can't just do one. And we, t- we, got, we surprised another teacher with balloon animals and origami all over his, his office. So I was a secret agent of encouragement back in high school. And I'm still an agent of encouragement and kindness today, but it's not so secret. Um, I have a photo. This is our mission team. Hopefully we're going to get the photo up there, maybe. Yeah, that's our mission team in Little America. This mission team were just acting as agents of encouragement and hope. We went to Colorado and we partnered with other people who served the community and we, we gave them some hope and encouragement the whole week that we were there. And here's the thing, you can be an agent of hope and encouragement too. 
You don't have to go on a mission trip. You probably can't go on a mission trip yet because you're not old enough. Grow up a little. But, uh, but you can treat your brother with kindness. You can treat your brother with kindness. So I'm about to go to Pennsylvania and see my mom. And one of the things that I like to do when I'm there is like, okay. One of the things I like to do when I'm there is to like surprise load the dishwasher when she's not looking. Or like surprise, clean the counter. Just little things that my mom wasn't expecting to make her life a little bit easier and a little bit happier. And anytime you do anything like that, that is you being an agent of kindness, an agent of encouragement, an agent of love. So as you go up to Sunday school today, I got you some sunglasses to remind you to be a secret agent of hope and kindness and encouragement. I'm going to get that for him. Okay. All right, have a great time in Sunday school. Oh, wait, I guess we should probably pray, huh? Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for the numerous ways that we have opportunities to be agents of kindness in our lives. Help us to look out for ways when we can show people love. In your name we pray, amen. See you with the tears that 
just beautiful. Thank you. This is a time of our service where we center our minds and our spirits and our hearts to receive God's message today. So we come together in an attitude of prayer, and my question this morning is, what are the prayers of our church family? If you have a prayer request or a concern that you would like to share this morning, this is the time of our service to share them aloud. And then I will lead us in our pastoral prayer and the Lord's Prayer, and the words will be on the screen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, create in us a spirit, a gentle spirit. So where there is conflict, we may bring peace and resolve. And where there is division, we may help to mend relationships and build community. Help us to see one another as you see us with with love and with compassion and with mercy. We are your people, Lord. And in you, we rest. Empower us to be examples of your love and your grace in all that we do. May we be agents of hope in this world. Guide us to your truth so that we may live freely and lightly in you. And Lord, this morning we come together as your people to pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I invite you to stand and join us for our next hymn, My Hope is Built. Thank you. 
scripture lesson this morning, I'm going to invite the mission team to come up. I've asked them each to prepare just a little snippet to share with you about our trip. You want to start us off, Toby? Oh, okay. <laughs> Some of us have no. Yeah, please have a seat. Some of us have notes in our phones, so forgive us as we uh, pull up our cell phones here. Go ahead, tell your name, and then share your. Uh, my name is Toby Dewey. Um, so my crew, which was the same as Jenna here, um, Group Seven, we collaborated with Group Eight, and we were assigned to work at a charity center that works with the homeless. We did weeding, dusting, or dusting and mopping, making food, cleaning a van, organizing, and many other things. I didn't know what to expect out of it, but it was a lot of fun, and it's something I'll never forget. While we were at the Catholic Charities, we got to meet a lot of people who were struggling and stayed there. The organization has long-term residents and short-term residents, and we were able to do a lot for them and help them make their facilities more beautiful. I was in Crew One. We basically helped out some disabled kids, helped them go to like parks and libraries and other places they wouldn't be able to without more people. Hi. Um, so it was so cool to see all the kids on fire for Jesus, all these teenagers doing God's work. And um, one of my favorite parts was on the trip home, I actually was with a car full of teenage boys. So I became very educated on the true life of a teenage boy. <laughs> And just seeing how they bonded with each other and their friendships grew, it was, it was really cool. It was such a privilege to be a chaperone on the trip. Okay, so as adult boys or men, neither one of us listened to Nicole about preparing a snippet. So we I don't remember that part. We, don't, we, we forgot about that part. <laughs> Sorry. But um, plenty of things happened, so I'm, I'm doing this on the fly. Um, so I was part of Crew 5. Uh, there were two, generally two adults at a minimum leading each crew, and I was one of two. And uh, the main task we had during the week was going into a low-income um, community where it, basically it was, it was a trailer park of low-income and dis- disabled folks that live in there. And uh, it, it was a ministry itself. The, the park was run by a ministry partially, and they provided services to those that live in the park. Um, they can't uh, you know, take care of their lawns or their, their house in whatever way, and we filled those needs as much as possible. So mainly we were sent in to work on yards that week, which we did a lot of, and we're, the first house we were working on, um, which was you know, grass about three or four feet deep, grass and, and other... Uh, brush that needed to be cleared. Um, the lady that was living there uh, came out and said, hey, do any of, you, any of you know how to work on a swamp cooler? And that was not part of our task uh, because her house was 97 degrees. So I find my, found myself up on the roof uh, later that day fixing the swamp cooler and, and making it function. So uh, it felt like each each person was able to to use gifts that they have uh, in that week, and everyone contributed something that uh, that maybe the others didn't didn't have that skill or didn't didn't know how to do it. We had a, a kid from um, Kentucky that loved to weed eat. That was his favorite thing, I think, in life. Uh, <laughs> he had a smile on his face every time you handed him a weed eater. So we were like, oh, by all means, go weed eat. You you're doing great. Um, but it was, it was a good feeling. It was, uh, we got to meet new people and get closer to those that we already know. It was a great trip. And I'm sure I'll do it again if I have the chance. And last and certainly least, Dave, thank you. First off, I want to say thank you for everyone who contributed and allowed all of these great kids and, and adults get to go and spend a week away from you all. It was awesome. No, no, it was great for them to get away and not have adult supervision other than, well, Nicole and Cassie were adults, obviously, (laughs) but Ian and I, no, not so much. Anyway, our group worked at a uh, community garden, and they produced 
roughly 2,000 pounds of food per year. So it was probably about five or six acres and it had been raining all spring. So literally the grass had not been cut, the weeds had not been pulled. It was a mess. So we spent all week doing that. And at the very end started working on uh, laying out groundwork for putting in a new fence. So we lined it all up, you know, for probably 300 yards or so of post and got the post all day or the last day. And we had our, our bigger adult kids or close to adult kids, Maverick and some of the other kids on my crew start digging holes. So that was quite interesting getting to see those guys to work like that. But it was really awesome. Again, I want to say thank you and a special thanks to Nicole because she did a great job of organizing, promoting, and just doing a great job and making sure that the trip went smoothly. Thanks. I think it's funny that I told all 12 of them to be here and then three came, but good job guys, top marks for you. And then I sent the email that said, you know, prepare a snippet, but that didn't connect. And so, you know, you saw my son not listening to me earlier. Nobody listens to me. Oh, well. I have um, two snippets that Gabe and Samantha Beneshek sent in for me to read for them since they're still on vacation. So Gabe says, I was excited to learn that I was going to be working with kids with disabilities. I knew it was going to be fun because I had worked with other special ed kids during the past few school years. When we spent time on the trip, my partner Gavin and I connected, having so much fun together. I also had a good time with the youth group and some other youths we met. It was sad to say goodbye to Gavin and Loveland, but the ride home was also an adventure. I learned a lot, and we had so much fun. And then Samantha says, I changed jobs multiple times. I got to see how, it, how to help the community in a number of ways, and it helped me remember that we can see God and help others by doing a variety of things. And that's just like a lovely lead into our sermon, but first we'll g- give these guys a round of applause and have a scripture. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I just want to head down. Yeah. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but also glory in our suffering, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. May God add blessing to the reading of this word. While we were in Colorado, our team of blue-clad people was with four other churches. You heard Kentucky mentioned there was Nebraska and Texas, and I can never remember the fifth one. Whatever. And we were participating in a program that was run by group mission trips. I did not invent this, this trip from scratch. Hallelujah. Every year, group mission trips puts on work camps and weeks of hope around the country, and they run a really nice spiritual program throughout the week to go with all the volunteering. This year, the theme was forged, and we compared the process of forging metal with the ways that God shapes us um, through the suffering that we experience in our lives. Metal starts out hard and strong, right? But before it can take useful shape, it must be purified, softened, and molded. I'm sure you can see the analogy here, right? Well, the group staff used our scripture passage for today as a sort of map. And in both of our large groups and our small groups, we talked about how in life we pass through cycles of hope, suffering, perseverance, character, and back to hope. One of the really cool things about taking kids away for a mission trip is getting them out of their comfort zones. Do you need to drive 11 hours to serve other people? Goodness, no. (laughs) But when you're spending all day, every day, in the zone with your youth group and with a bunch of strangers, you invite God to work in your life in a powerful and unusual way. I bring this up because when, on like the very first day of of our crew work, we started discussing suffering, 
a lot of us found ourselves cracking right open and sharing pretty honestly with each other. Throughout the week, the program leader shared her own story of hope to suffering, perseverance to character, and back to hope. And every participant was invited to examine their own stories for those same movements. And here's what really stuck out to me as I heard different people's stories of suffering. In every single story I heard that week, there were key people who helped us back to hope. Think for a moment about your own suffering. I mean, if you've lived more than a few minutes, you've had some, I guarantee it. Uh, Who was there for you? Who was there for you in your moments of pain, struggle, doubt, when things felt like they were crashing down around you and your heart was breaking apart? For the purpose of this sermon, I'm going to call those people agents of hope. Because whether consciously or unconsciously, those people showed you love and connected you back to hope. Humans are social creatures. Surprise! We're made to need each other. This is why isolation is so challenging, and why solitary confinement is cruel and unusual punishment. This is why loneliness is one of the deepest pains we can know. Now, if any of you have ever tried being part of a family, ever, any family, you know that relationships are a lot of hard work. Um, I'm about to take Jacob and our children back to Pennsylvania to visit my family. And I have five siblings out there. They've got four spouses. I've got seven or five nieces and nephews, my parents, my extended family. And this is going to be a great, valuable, wonderful trip, but not a vacation. Not a vacation of any kind. I love these people with all my heart, and it's going to be a lot of work to be in close quarters with them for two weeks. But despite how hard it might be, we are made in the image of God, a God that we know to be triune, three in one, always in relationship with God's self. We are made in the image of God so that we can know God and be in relationship with him and with other people. Jesus summed up the greatest commandments like this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love. Action verb. Feel the feelings, sure, when you can. But more than that, invest in the relationships. Do the work of relational love. The greatest commandment, the job we were literally created for, is to be Agents of hope, agents of love. In 1 Corinthians 13, which is the famous love chapter of the Bible, the Apostle Paul describes love in some depth. He speaks of its lasting impact, much greater than that of prophecies or knowledge. And he concludes, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. I read some Christian commentary this week that suggests that faith, hope, and love are the highest Christian virtues, and I can't argue with that. I also believe that faith, hope, and love are inextricably bound together. Maybe I should have clarified this earlier, but when I talk about hope today, I'm not really talking about wishing hope. It's not kids hoping that Santa will bring them that certain present on Christmas. It's not students hoping that they'll get the grade they want on that assessment. It's not even families hoping the biopsy will come back cancer-free. The kind of hope that I'm talking about this morning is the kind that keeps you going. It's the kind that makes it possible to get up in the morning. The hope that this life is going somewhere. The hope and the certainty that we have as Christians that love will win has won, and keeps winning all the time. This is the kind of hope that comes from realizing that you are fully known and fully loved. It's the kind of hope that only love can give. Honestly, I'm not sure where people who don't know Jesus find this hope. Uh, And lately, it's really been one of my deepest yearnings and prayers for the youth of our church that they will know the hope that comes from Christ. Okay, so let's talk about being an agent of that kind of hope. 
Sometimes you're full of hope and you're ready to spread it around. How do you do it? By showing love. You can do it in big, dramatic ways or in tiny ways a hundred times a day or both. You can volunteer at the Meridian Food Bank or for a suicide hotline. You can provide a meal for a family going through a tough time or you can drive a friend to an appointment. You can put the coffee on in the morning when you know your partner is going to wake up really needing it. Or you can hold a child as they get navigate their overwhelming emotions. You can even form a secret society with your friends and pull off operations of encouragement in high school if you're a nerd like me. I contend that anytime you show love, you're acting as an agent of hope. Cue the secret agent music, right? Get out your sunglasses. Mission super possible. Spread hope. But sometimes you're not full of hope. Sometimes you are hard-pressed and you're deep in the struggle. Sometimes you need someone else to carry the hope for you because you can't quite find it. And please hear me, that is okay. It's okay to need help. Remember how God created us to be in relationships? This is why we have each other, because we all have those moments where we've lost touch with the hope. I want to share two, two quotes out of some, two different books with you. You know, when people, say, when people say things much better than I could, why not just quote them instead of trying to paraphrase, right? The first is from this little book, Praying in Color, by Sybil Macbeth. Somebody in the church gave this to me, and I love it. In chapter negative one, she writes, When I ask people to pray for me, I don't want them to worry about the details of my request. Obsessing about my sorrow, tisking over my wayward children, peeping through the keyhole of my confessions, fantasizing my diagnosis and prognosis, writing my obituary, is not their task. Their task is to fill the universe with good thoughts, to wrap me in God's love, to give me hope, and intercede for my healing. I want them to reconnect my hands and heart with God's when I'm too fraught with fear or sadness to do it myself. What a privilege it is to reconnect someone's hands and hearts with God's. And how beautiful to realize when you need that help and then to find it in a praying friend. My other quote is from the book Traveling Mercies by Anne Lamott. Anybody know Anne Lamott? I love her books on faith. (laughs) They always reconnect me with grace and with the outrageously lavish love that God has for me, no matter what kind of a mess I am at any given moment. Anne Lamott also recognizes our deep need for community, for other people to help us on the journey. So one of my favorite quotes of hers comes from Traveling Mercies. She says, This is the most profound spiritual truth I know. That even when we're most sure that love can't conquer all, it seems to anyway. It goes down into the rat hole with us in the guise of our friends And there it swells and comforts. It gives us second winds, third winds, hundredth winds. If that's not the hope I'm talking about, I don't know what is. And what a joyful calling it is to be a friend, to go down into the rat hole with someone and carry love for them. I don't know which place you're in today. I don't know if you're ready to slap on your secret agent sunglasses and get out there, or if you're struggling with hopelessness and you need your friends to reconnect your hands and heart with God's. What I do know is that some of us are in each of those places. And that's okay. That's reality. That's life. To paraphrase another Anne Lamott thought, communities only work because we're not all depressed on the same day. We're not all in the clutches of grief on the same day. We're not all struggling with hopelessness on the same day. So we, as a community, can be agents of hope for each other. And then, together, we can link arms and be agents of hope to the world. My friends, you can be agents of hope, agents of love, every single day. 
You can do big things like give up a week of your life to sleep on an air mattress in a hot, hot, so hot, crowded church and volunteer six hours a day with strangers from around the country. Good job, mission team. (laughs) You did it. And we're all deeply proud of you. But you can also do small things like giving your sister some compassionate attention after she scrapes her knee in Sunday school. Big, small, medium, all acts of love are beautiful and valuable and necessary. And each one adds hope to our world. Go and be a people of hope. I think it's time for our offertory, and uh, I thought it was funny. Last week, Jen introduced the offertory by talking about the youth, and I was like, you're stealing my thunder. So I'll talk about the kids. Kids ministry is where it's at, man. We don't get youth without children. Um, So I just wanted to remind you that your gifts help provide the Sunday school classes, the VBS, the splash pad dates, and all the fun things that the kids do. Their Wednesday night program has like between 17 and 19 kids who come on Wednesday nights. You might not see them here every Sunday morning, but we have kids and our kids ministry is valuable and thank you for supporting it.
And if you'll join me in our offertory prayer. God of eternity and God of the next moment, we offer our gifts today, having heard your call through Jesus to follow. May our gifts bring us closer to you and to the community around us. Amen. Our closing hymn is one of my favorites, Be Thou My Vision, O Lord of My Heart. And now, go in grace, my friends. Be agents of hope. And if you're not feeling the hope, look around for those who can offer hope to you. We are a community of love, and we, we've got you. In, your, in the Lord's name we pray. Amen. Amen.